0: Welcome to the Mac Podcast. This is our seventh podcast, and I have someone super special with our company. He's been here for a few years and have brought some employees to us from other places. Um, he also is our project manager of our GC division, um, Cody Zeman. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Now, good. Thank you uh, for uh, for being on here. I think we're going to try and provide you some value of what it is like to be a project manager and what it takes to be a successful project manager so like any small companies in the contracting space this would be a key one for you um cody also has some experience with real estate obviously that's what he builds for a living so he has some value that he can out bring maybe during a value add project or a new construction new development project which we experience in so cody let's uh let's talk about um Let's talk about some of the tips that you can provide as a as a project manager. What's it what's it like? Uh what's some of your struggles, man? Project management is always a battle, upwards battle. Um
1: I guess you gotta take your days and wins and wins and losses and hopefully the wins outweigh the losses. And
0: Yeah, well I imagine it's just I think we were talking about COVID even before this. Like our job has even changed since then. Oh yeah. With labor shortages and all of that.
1: Drastically, yep. Uh labor shortages is a huge one now. It used to be materials shortages and long lead times on things and now it just seems like you can't find the people.
0: So so you you're you're seeing a increase in like supply, like in your in your experience. Like like you can get things if you order it. Yeah, it seems like I
1: can I can get things, you know, four to six weeks pretty standard, which is That's normal. Pretty normal. It used to be, you know, twelve to sixteen weeks and you know, during COVID and now it's, you know, I can get the material, but I can't get the guy to put it on, you know? So, no.
0: So, and I always think like we're <laughs> in this like COVID whole deal right now. Like there's nobody anywhere. Like either the boomers all retired and they were, wait, they were pulling the rate or like what's going on? Like, because we're past COVID. Well, I think, <laughs> I think like it's not a national disaster or whatever it is. It's not. Right. But like, what happened? Like, cause three years ago, did we have that problem? Four years ago?
1: No, four years ago. Yeah. It seemed like we had all the labor force in the world and, you know, we could get things and things were happening. Now it's just like a weird curveball where, you know, you got to fight the the battle of getting people to show up to work and they can't fire the people because they got, they got nobody else, you know? So the employees just do what they
0: do what they want. So how do you, how do you like, how do you like try to prevent some of that or like how do you try to keep others like because you can only be so freaking hard on them right like it's a it's a fine line you got to ride a hard ass and and yeah okay. and and being the good guy yeah, that they want to work yeah. for like you got to be the leader too so what do you how do you how do you ride that line a little bit
1: uh yeah i guess we try and we try and um it depends on the day too but you know maybe buy the guys on site launch or you okay. know, bring him a Powerade or something. Just small things like that. They're like, oh, hey, I'm maybe going to come back to work tomorrow and finish this up for this guy. You know, he yeah. bought me lunch. You know, gotcha. Stuff like that. And then, you know, we can be as nice as we want to the owners, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they're they just telling the people to show up, and if they don't show up, you know, it's its its not on them
0: really, you know. So, right. So this would not only be internal guys, but these are your subs. Like, you're just like. Oh, yeah. You almost got to beg them. <laughs> yeah, the pretty much, yeah. Oh, my gosh yeah and i I just don't get it like what happened in covid like that all of a sudden all the labor force disappeared it's like no one's working anymore right you can go to hunter and i were talking about like his are going to college he doesn't know any of them really working like you know he was or right i think we got a younger guy spencer's on our team and and a couple other college guys and they don't know what all their buddies do (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's like you just ride mom dad's wallet. I mean, like you used I, I to get like college kids a, all the
1: time. That's a big thing, yeah. They just they they don't have to work because mom and dad are supporting them, and they're living at home, and they don't have any responsibilities, so they just feel like they're, I guess, home free.
0: You yeah. Know? Okay. This this topic specifically, because this podcast is kind of like unfollow the herd. Mm-hmm. This pisses me off because uh, yeah. as a parent, you should be making your Children carry themselves because if they're not willing to carry themselves, you're going to, have to carry them even longer because they're going to buy more things. Lifestyle inflation happens, but they need to understand what car insurance is. They need to understand what licensing a car is. They need to understand a cell phone bill. They need to understand their insurance. They, they oh yeah, like I wanted a lot out of life, so it was like my parents were not going to help me with any of this. They just weren't. Like <laughs> yeah. I just. I'm like, in the same boat. With they'll that. put food on the table, right? And yeah. I know, I know you had yeah. the same background of me as construction, um, but it pisses me off that parents today teach their kids about go to college, get a great job, don't work in construction, um, go get paid forty thousand dollars a year, climb the ladder, hopefully get paid a hundred grand by the time you're right. fifty, yeah. um, and then maybe you get a million dollars in your four hundred one k enough to retire, which is probably not going to be enough by no, then. P.S. It. So, pisses me off. Um, and these trade guys make decent money. So, like, why is there such a short? Like, I don't know. Some of these guys are making. I think from what we grew up in construction, oh, an hour and hours where I started, but it's like even from five years ago, what kids would make now it's like I yeah. don't even know what is some of the labor out there pool getting like some of the trade guys.
1: Yeah, I, I guess looking back, you know, I was sitting setting steel buildings, you know, for fifteen dollars an hour, and you know, I thought that was pretty good wage, you know. And then we hit a we'd hit a Davis Bacon job, you know. And then we're getting paid, you know, thirty forty bucks an hour. It's Woo. like, oh man, we're making money. But yeah. I think that's the norm now is thirty forty bucks an hour that you know, some of these trades guys are getting. You know, electricians, HVAC, plumbing. How does it
0: compare to like right before COVID? Like, do you know any of that? Like what the I mean, like what the yeah? I feel like.
1: I just, if you heard, I mean, it's I, probably just normal before COVID, you know, 20, maybe 20, 20 to 30, you know, for those highly skilled guys. And then, you know, after COVID happened we get this labor shortage and now everybody's looking for the same position. And the only way to get the guys
0: is to pay for it, you know? Yeah. I, uh, the, the guys out there, like you said, are making 30, $40 an hour. I don't know one college kid who's coming out of a <laughs> Let, let's yeah. talk about, like, Hunter. Like, he had a business degree, went to college. Mm-hmm. He made Mom proud. Oh, yeah, very proud. Uh, yeah. Mama's boy. Um, hey, yeah. I'm proud of him. Yeah. But oh, yeah. he, uh, uh, what kind of job did he get? You know, it, it didn't sound like he was making $30, $40 an hour.
1: No, yeah, I, I, I picked him up. He was making, like, 16 bucks an hour, and then they, I think they switched him to commission-based, so he wasn't really making anything. Wow. And I was like, well, you can come work for me and I'll guarantee you, you know, 18 bucks an hour. And he's like, oh, 18 bucks an hour? Like, yeah. that's pretty good.
0: Cody's thinking like, that's <laughs> damn near free for yeah, a guy I cheap. need to push yeah. him. He was, tell, he was talking to me about pushing a broom and stuff when he was yeah. like, talking about a wrong person, wrong seat. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Hunter, you did a hell of a sweeping, but we yeah. underutilized you. Yeah. Me and Hunter, totally different. Brothers, by the way. Yeah, totally Hunter, different. Hunter uh, would be his brother. <laughs>
1: lifestyles, different. You know, what he can do versus what I can do, completely different. He's very skilled at computers and knowledgeable on that. Whereas, you know, I could build a house, you know, right. just and
0: hit the ground running with that. So, Yeah, and I, when I was a young kid, you, you you learned on your side of the world, you learned carpentry. Where on my side of the world, I learned concrete. It's just what dad, it's what dad taught us. Right? Yeah, we were a little, we dabbled a little bit in both. Um, and, and we did the same. Yeah. I think you had to. Especially in North Dakota where we live. Yeah. Got to be multifaceted. <laughs> right? Yeah, do it all. <laughs> um and and then I and then I kind of go back and I tell everyone focus on one thing cuz when you start focusing on one thing, you start getting good at something and actually being more profitable. Right, right. Yeah, so, you
1: can get in and get out fairly fairly quick cuz you know, you do it every
0: day. Right. Yeah, so um um, well, what's some big things in the project management world? I mean, we talk labor shortages. I know that's a headache right now. It sounds like supply is getting better for you. Um, you know, what are what are some big things though? Like in your position, because you're you're, I don't know how many years you've been in a project management position. Uh, I guess with Mac, I feel like I've been in that
1: position the whole time. Yeah, four years. I it's kind
0: think. of adapted a little bit or <laughs> yeah, growing yeah. the role yeah, probably yeah. more in depth. Though. Yeah. What are, what are some of the things that you learned like what's the challenges like a starting out project manager like you know what would you tell them like you're gonna have to get really good at these skills if if not yeah
1: i guess starting out um biggest thing is you know cover your ass always be uh looking back and following up with people um if you don't follow up you know subs sometimes will slip their mind and oh you know oh shit i, I forgot to do that right you know well, if you don't follow up and you don't know if it happened or not, you know you're kind of you're just winging it at that point. You know, if the owner comes to you, hey, did this happen? And you're just like, you tell me, yeah. Well, he shows up on site and it didn't happen. You know, you you look you look pretty bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: You yeah. know, in those situations. so so explain me explain me a following up situation like kind of what you mean like put put us in a situation.
1: Yeah, just like say we're in punch list uh, stage and say the faucet isn't working, um, you schedule the plumber to go there and fix that faucet and say you got to move in that Friday. Well, Thursday night or Thursday, um, you just shoot a message to the, um, the plumber. Always get in writing, too. That's one of my big things, you know, email, text message. You can call them. You can call them, too, but always follow up with an email or text message. Get it sure. in writing. Um. Just say, hey, hey, did you get this faucet fixed up? I, sure. I got to move in Friday. And then he'll either confirm or deny whether he did it, you know. Right. <clears throat>
0: so do you use, Hunter and I were talking a lot about communication tools, and I think maybe following up is probably probably the what you're talking about, whose balls and whose court, and is it complete or is it not right. complete? Um, and I know, do you use ProCore then for like a tool of following up? You didn't mention that, but I... I didn't know if that was part of the process with some of those subs. Yeah, so Procore, um, we're still fairly new with it, but I mean,
1: the more we get into it, the more uh, of a useful tool it's been, uh, been for us. Um, I know there's a task uh, setting on there where you can assign tasks to people, right? And if your name's in Procore, you can assign them a task. Who, I think, down the road, I think we'll start utilizing that, uh, right, for future projects.
0: Yeah. So we we talked about like teams, like it ends up being a dumping ground for oh, almost yeah. everything. Yeah. And the problem with teams um so there's applications like Slack or Asana, uh, Monday.com, it it assigns a task more like Procore mm-hmm. and then you know who's balls and who's court. Right. And you know that you can, I think you can set timelines with it like how fast you need things done. Yep. Because even when it come to I think we were talking a little bit about like the project needs to be done by this day. Okay, well then I need to know by the first week I need to know my um like what products I need to order, mm-hmm. whatever. And I need to order them by this week because there's lead time, right? Yep. So you you can do some submittals to owners and
1: Yeah, engineers. we yeah, we use that with the Procore. Um you can set a date, you know, when you need that information by, whether it's going to delay the project, if there's going to be a cost impact with the, you know. Right? You know, you can set all that up in in Procore, so it documents everything, so anybody that replies to that, it you know, it documents it head to head to toe. So, gotcha.
0: And and so, is there? And and I love that because I, I'm guessing that's all automated. When you submit what you need from the customer, it it just puts it in their court automatically.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a little bit of setup to do with it, but yeah, right. Once it's set up correctly, yeah, it just it just goes right to them. And then if they hit reply, it goes right back to you. And then <laughs> you know you can filter it by who's. Um, cord it's in, you know,
0: stuff like that. So. Gotcha. So this would be your, your architects, your anyone in within the project basically is yep. kind architects, of how you communicate to them?
1: Architects, subs. Um, We kind of get everybody integrated into Procore and like that's that's where we're talking. We're talking on Procore because emails get so hard to track, you know, and there's four different emails about one thing. Well, he was in his email, but she wasn't, you know. it's It's too hard to track. So that's where... <laughs> Yeah. Having one place to, you know, having one centralized place, you know, where you can see everything, yeah,
0: is huge. Right. We we went through many programs too. Oh me. yeah. Oh my gosh. We, I think when we first started out, it was like QuickBooks project, and I'd have like a little Manila envelope, and it would say, um, "Daryl's Garage." On. Oh yeah, it I remember th- your envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have the change order stuff on the back yeah. of the folder. I said it's such a blessing. <laughs> Hunter's in his position yeah. now, and and like, I don't even know if file folders exist today. Like. Uh, In a minimal standpoint? Yeah, I have them now, but it's more so for plan. Okay, gotcha.
1: You know, and pictures of of things, you know. Um, But other than that, yeah, everything's on Procore that we need.
0: Right. Uh, Get rid of the papers. Yeah. And... and and I suppose just everyone can see them on Procore. It's cloud based. Yep. Get yep. rid of the paper. Yeah, I can.
1: I could be on site. I could pull it up on my phone. Yeah. I always have the information with me, which is another big thing. You know, with Procore, um, the guys on site have all the updated info. If you, you know, if there's a plan change, it goes to everybody. So, right.
0: yeah, I think it's it's a useful tool because we were we were talking about like QuickBooks and then there was an add on called Noify, oh, oh my sure god there's add-ons uh, You're yeah. an add-on you know every time well we're just it's like every time there's an add-on to a platform like Procore could come out with the best accounting software ever mm-hmm. it will still suck probably <laughs> their focus yeah. is management of yep. a project right and i think um, they got that down pretty good um, right yeah that's what they're good at right it'd be like us just like opening a masonry company or let's open a siding company oh, like yeah. within it's like well we'll give her smoke you know and we'll do some bids and hopefully get it done correctly. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it's not your niche. It's probably going to be a little buggy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. focus in on one thing and, and Procore is a, a strong tool for following up. Make yeah. the lines of communication, because these people are on all different spots. Everyone's on their mobiles now. You know, they're like, you got to have a central location for your communication. Tools oh yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So it's been huge for us. Cause it's going to cool. probably limit the amount of text messages and emails and, and, bullshit i guess for you yeah and and everyone's informed everyone knows that the conversation's going on yeah
1: there's been a few projects you know where you know we'd we'd start and there'd be a plan change well you know the plan change didn't necessarily get to that one sub well
0: he's he's putting a sink in the wrong spot yeah or he framed the window but (laughs) it was in the first plan spot not the second plan spot i'm glad we've outgrown that phase of yeah of our company yeah (laughs) Um, so what's another, what's another thing that you, you provide and, 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 you know, just something you learned, coming kind of going through the journey. Cause this, this, yeah. this podcast is all about going through the journey. If we were all perfect and had a great podcast, <laughs> right, yeah. the podcast would suck. Like right. what's the problems?
1: Yeah, I guess adaptability is a huge one. Um, you know, just for, you know, standpoint as a, a job aspect, you know, that you got to be adaptable to keep the job moving, but then you got to be stern enough, you know, to get that thing done on time and on budget but you know there's always things happen at, on site and changes you know things aren't perfect right um and then it also goes back into you know working for this company you know we were fairly small didn't really do a whole lot of commercial and now now look at us we're we're a straight commercial now you know yeah and um, adaptability you know i've had to learn softwares i've had to learn you know schedules like all kinds of stuff that i did not know how to do but you know we just
0: so, it's the growing pains of that, oh, yeah, and yeah. adapting. I think we learn to adapt and hopefully make our job easier, um, find what you're good at a little bit too yeah. um it's not like we're good at opening all these applications and <laughs> and uh you know you when when you're when you're a residential contractor, like where both of our heads used to live, mm-hmm. um, your mindset is just that's how you work, right like you you don't have a bunch of people that rely on you right. And, we're commercial, you got to scale, you got to, you got to know how to do the same job here as it is in a hundred miles away. Like you need right. to be able to run it the same way. Um, so I think that's your challenges in commercial. Just coming from a residential world, that's like where my dad lived. That's where you lived. It's yeah, like right. yeah. life was simple. We did the work. Yeah. Just get the work done. Yeah. We got the check from the customer at the end. <laughs> yeah. If something didn't happen, you could probably jump
1: in and do the work. Well, right. now that this big commercial stuff, well... If something doesn't happen, you can't just go and do it because it's it's something out of your scope. Like right. you have no idea how to do that. You right? Yeah. You don't know how to, you know, erect a steel building, right? You know, yeah. So it's just stuff like that.
0: Yeah. You don't have like beers with the owner at the end of the job for that one week job. Like you're living months on these jobs. Well, it depends on the owners too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Some, some of them are cool. Like to have beers. We we, we like <laughs> we like the good customers. Oh yeah. Hashtag Scott Wreck. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. I think being adaptable. We've just moved so. Well, I would say we started learning the word "no" to residential. We just, and I think we still learning the word "no." Like, what shouldn't we manage today? Should you go manage ten fifty thousand dollars projects? Is that going to turn the curve for us? Ooh, I mean, ten fifty thousand dollars projects would be.
1: I think it would be a nightmare. I think yep. it would be too stressful for yeah. what it's worth. You know.
0: And my point is here, it's like, you got to learn the word no. I remember saying no some, like when we were doing this in the concrete world, because I think that kind of phased, and then the the GC kind of pulled with it. Mm. Um But we started learning the word no on these driveways. These were my bread and butter. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. like tears come, in, come to my uh, eye. Two-day deal, get, get in, get out. Yeah, like done. Jen's like on the, like, no, we don't do that anymore. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. We told money to leave. Like we literally like. This was bread and butter to us back in the day. It's like you framing a house. Like, no, we have to say no. Yeah, and yeah there's been times where we get phone calls like, we am not to frame a house. Like, well, I got PTO, you know, I can maybe, you
1: know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, that's really it's the I-, I we're I- going to do it, yeah.
0: Because now you, like, see what you're getting paid on doing the side hustle. It's like, gosh, if I do, if I don't say no, I'm going to fall into the trap and yeah, it's going to yeah, hurt yeah. my overall, like, where I want to go. Yeah. Um, it- so again, I think business owners that gotta be focused. You have to learn the word no. And if you're adapting, we can't do ten fifty thousand dollar project. It doesn't turn the curve for us anymore. No. But yeah. if you're in the perfect $10, $1 million dollar jobs or maybe ten three million dollar jobs, they're about the same lines of work for yeah. us on our end now. I would say so, yeah. And and we can charge a lot less for those. Because fifty thousand dollars jobs, you'd have to charge what two hundred percent? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be headaches at a fifty thousand dollars job. It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's true. It's <laughs> yeah. it's no different in, in the investment game. The the ten thousand dollars investors are gonna be right up your ace compared yeah, to yeah. the the five hundred thousand dollars. I would investor. say yeah. In our in general contracting
1: world, uh, uh, anything under a million is probably gonna be not much of a headache. Yeah, yeah. And a straight no from us. Yeah,
0: right. Well, we won't hit our revenue goals. We won't hit our margins. We will not overhead we just know we it needs to be a no and i think what we realized with the residential driveways the bread and butter yeah of the concrete world it was i can do a thousand driveways and i will not make our overhead (laughs) right yeah it's like and we can't do a thousand even with the capacity the people we had so it was like we have to say no um and uh so you know uh the key to this guys is really learn the word no to jobs that. Are too small because they end up being pains, um. Unless they're really good customers, you take care of those ones. But you yeah, have unless to the that.
1: job like really, really, really makes sense, you know. Yeah, you can really make some good money on it, and you know. But other than that, you know, it's it's no. Is it you? you
0: got to be a no, and and it's unfortunate to turn away some customers that we want to do work for. Um, um, just the project doesn't fit us anymore. So you gotta you gotta learn where your business is adapting to. I think in the project management world, cause it's just as much management to do the $50,000 job or the $500,000 job. Right. And those two jobs mean way two different things to us. And we <laughs> yeah. can charge way less because it's running Procore, running all these systems we have foundation and job costing. It's like we have to operate at a minimum 500 to a million dollar job right. just for it to make logical sense for the customer and for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I, I think it's, it's true point being adaptable because we're, we're doing it again. We're always, every year we go up a little bit and then all of a sudden yeah. the million dollar job's like, man, I can't even, yeah. I can barely get this to yeah. work. Right now it's like, if we could get two,
1: you know, 13 to $15 million jobs that would set up our year, that would be, you know, really all we really need. Right. Absolutely. Know? And then the, the
0: rest is, you know, just putting the, the work to the pavement, you know, right. so. So if you're looking into a development job or something that you want to build, I mean, this is what Cody builds them for a living. I help create the developments and Cody executes them. Um, If you're looking to develop something, guys, make sure to click over Mac construction, find me, DM me. Um, You can find Cody on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Tell us what projects you have. We do take projects literally from the dirt to giving you the keys maybe even managing the project for you and just handing you a check at the end. So super important with like how our development company works. Like if you, if you want a cost effective company and you have a two to $3 million development that you want to do, I'll give us a call. We, we have a lot of experience in this. We do this ourselves. We know how to value engineer a project because there's a lot of value engineering oh, yeah, that yeah. goes yeah. into these projects. Yeah. We got to hit numbers. And you, yeah. and you, and you can reduce the amount of mistakes that you would do yourself or working with a small contractor to save a little bit of money. We know how to find every last dollar in these projects and provide you the greatest value for your dollar. So, um, if you, if you are reaching out for development, find us on LinkedIn, go to Mac construction. Um, there's a million ways to find us. Um, but we appreciate that too. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the next topic. What do you, what do you, what do you want to take this? Topic tip, you were talking my, well, we're my talking life, sh- or what do you, where do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's talk about your life. Let's, you know, I think we both have similar past. I think I'm a little older than you. Yeah, you're, you're kind of 34, losing a little bit of hair. I and I'm losing still hair, still got a full <laughs> head, but I, I did grow taller, so maybe I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> we had to, I had to throw the short back <laughs> in there because. I think uh, Hunter was trying to use that last last episode too. He's thin, uh, he's standing up top too, but he's he? got he's got the height on me. So yeah, guess tall guys lose hair. <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe short yeah. guys. You know what? Hey, I was talking about short guys with influencers. It's like the Meet Kevin, the Grant Cardone. Yeah, right. Like all these guys are shorter. Yeah. Um. Like like a lot shorter than I realized. And uh, yeah, I, I remember get, going to Grant Cardone and I've seen him on stage. Good heads of things. hair though. Him and Kevin Hart are up there,
1: and they're like the same height. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fit right in with these guys.
0: You, you literally do. You, <laughs> yeah, so. You're like the next influencer. Oh, gosh. I don't know about that. Yeah, you got the the nice hair, yeah, like the right. whole thing going. <laughs> the statement. I can't see your scalp yet, so it's all still there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, a little gray. We that. like to have a little fun. We didn't have our shot of tequila, by the way. I don't we know. We do did at the end. Okay. We, we, uh, we usually maybe have a little Tesla tequila. Jen hooks us up with to loosen up uh, the Mac construction guys if they uh, if they need it. But Cody's Cody's doing fine. Yeah. Uh. Well, tell me tell me like where where were you from? Uh, we we found out about Hunter's story. What's what's Cody's story? What's your yeah? Pre- I mean, story similar
1: to Hunter's, like where we came from. You know, brothers. So. Same hatch. Yeah. Um. You know, lived in Grand Forks for for a while. Moved to East Grand Forks. Uh, I think I was in fourth grade at
0: that that time. You know. When did you graduate? Oh nine. Oh, nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hunter was 14. Okay. Yeah. Five years older, wiser. Five, Five years year spread. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: do have a younger brother, too, with a different mom, but he, uh, he's a, he's definitely the curveball like, of the family. So he's the black sheep. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, you know.
0: He doesn't. Here's like literally a golden child. Like, your <laughs> yeah. mom must have
1: longed down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the baby of the of yeah. That side. Yeah. That's you know. So how were it's you, different. to mom? Uh, I mean, I feel like I was a, Maybe her favorite, maybe I don't know. She she was very really hard on me, you know. But you know, growing up, that was probably a good thing, right?
0: What she and it sounded like she wanted the best. She just wanted the best for you
1: guys. Yeah, she definitely did. Um, we, you know, didn't have a whole lot growing up, you know. And she worked hard to give us house, you know. And that's when we moved to East Side. We used to live in a trailer. We moved to East Side, and you know, we had this whole house. I got my own room, you know. We used to share rooms. You know? Dude, so that's that was,
0: literally my story. Yeah, man.
1: right. Yeah, so. I'd, that and then, but you know, me and my mom, I think you know, we're we're real stern. We're both you know, hardworking people. And I think we just kind of butted heads a little bit. You know, when I was seventeen, eighteen, I'm like, I could not get out of that house fast enough. Uh, you graduated, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. I moved into a house, um, in Eastside, so it wasn't far away. But I was like, I'm out of here. You know, I'm I've had enough. You know, so and I wanted to do. My Where did own you thing, go? You know? yeah, it was just a house in house in Eastside over behind Burger King. Um, lived there for a few years. Uh, it was actually an ex girlfriend's house, so that was kinda interesting. Like living with the girlfriend right out of uh right yeah, of mom's kinda. Place. Yeah. So it it was her great grandma's house and she wasn't living there and I was like, Well, hey, I can live here, you know, I'm pretty handy, I can take care of the place and you know, rent was two hundred dollars. I was like, where are you gonna find rent for two hundred dollars? Two bedroom <laughs> house with a garage, you know. Jeez. Yeah, that was a that's,
0: steal. That's uh yeah, especially when you're out of high school, you're like, Oh yeah this is exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huge. So what were you doing? What what did you do? Did you work what did you do for work? Like how did oh you God, get through I got, high school and I got a laundry list of jobs? It's it's a mile long. <laughs> what, done it all. Well what did you and we won't go specifically like but like was it carpentry then or what were you what were you in? Like what were some of your background jobs?
1: Yeah, carpentry is a big one. I always seem to fall back on that, but I've been, you know, uh Kind of a mechanic and a shop manager for Egg Systems in Manville. I did that for a few years when I was building my house. Okay. Um Before that, you know, I you know Whitewater Truck Wash, Quiznos, you know Quiznos, meat carver at Royal Fork back in the day. You know that was my first. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I you had Oh you know, yeah, I had to wear the chef hat and you know, you, you, would you like roast beef? Or, can or we bring can you, you back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro,
0: I had a job at Target. I, oh boy, you had to wear the red shirt. Oh yeah, red <laughs> in khakis. shirt. My my, I was in college. My eyes were about as red as my shirt some oh, days because right. I was so all over here. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it was> that. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, the all the girls shop there, so I was like, it's got to be a great gig.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so smacking on the girls with your red shirt on.
0: Yeah, they come through their their underwear, you know, and they know they're just they're fucking with you. Yeah, Yo, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah. Like, but. I, I had some jobs too. It was it was it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I sold the shit out of red cards. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. man, I had fun with that. I was a yeah. part time guy and their best seller. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so you you quiznos and then uh you pretty much you should well, you didn't buy quiznos then you moved on from quiznos.
1: Yeah, I moved on from quiznos. So yeah, right out of yeah, right out of high school, I did go to college to be uh, in graphic, graphic design, practice. right in U and D. Graphic. I, I don't know any of this either. Yeah. So I yeah, was very I'm pretty good draw like at drawing things. Um, really good in art art. Uh, I thought graphic design would be a cool thing. You know, I thought it'd be more like, actually, you know, pen to paper. No, it's all computer. I'm like, uh, this is not for me. You know. So I did. Uh, I think a semester or two, and I was out. You know, oh, back wow. into the construction world I went. You know, and then you know I I think I worked construction. Um, with GW and Sons for a few years. and Okay. Then I was like, hey, you know. You're building steel buildings. Steel buildings, um, apartments, you know, hotels, okay. that kind of thing. Okay. Like the Baymont Hotel in town here, like the Icon building.
0: Gotcha. Big commercial building.
1: Yeah. Buildings. yeah. Yep. So that's where I learned a lot of the framing stuff that I know and like speed and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. How things go together.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I was always curious as a kid, like, I just remember as, like, a kid, like, when we started building these duplexes or whatever, my dad was like, how do you, like, figure out where all the stuff goes? Like, <laughs> right. like yeah, I was yeah. eight, and I was just like, yeah. we got to dig in the ground and pour footings and then walls, and then, like, we'd frame, and then these little brackets would have to go around the framing to hold it from the wind. That's like, yeah. how in the hell do you figure out all this stuff?
1: Yeah, kind of similar to me, you know, growing up with, you know, going with my dad on weekends, you know, every other weekend because my parents were d- divorced, so I'd be with my dad on the job site, my dad and grandpa, and um, we'd be shaving footings, you know, with a shovel, you know, to get them to the perfect depth before pour. You know, you know. You're talking, like, tedious and, you know, you know, yeah buy the yard how much you're going to have, you know. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. That was my grandpa, you know. he's If if he did it more than three times, he had a jig, he made it himself on how to oh. you know, mass produce something. Gotcha. Um, stuff like that. So I learned very a lot from efficient. my grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Very efficient. Yeah. Dude,
0: we grew up. did we grew up <laughs> like the same history. Yeah, like parents divorced, went from the trailer house, moved into the house, worked with dad. You worked with grandpa. I didn't ever get grandpa feeling, but like, literally, <laughs> but if looked... you ever met Mister Bill, I think yeah, yeah, y- you get that vibe from him. Okay, you know, he's a great guy. Yeah. So, so when did you like learn all the swear words? Like by what age? Because oh. I think I knew them like by six. Yeah, that I was. I think I had them all down. That was very early. <laughs> My dad's
1: a wild card, too. He's very good at what he does, but he's, he's uh, I don't know, he likes to do his own thing. So I mean,
0: it, it works for him. You know, that's yeah. his
1: road, and yep. he's good at it. So it, you know.
0: So where where did you leave, you know, you, you <laughs> kind of jumped his nose? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's,
1: I don't know the direct timeline of all those jobs. You know, they're kind of
0: hit but, and miss. But, like, let's just talk about working with dad, because that sounds like what you were doing, dad and grandpa. Um it's kind of like always the side hustle, like that's what I'd always maybe come back to,
1: yeah, kind of come back to that, and you know, I would you know help them out as as much as I could, you know, because you know they're just two guys, and I remember they had the, the Hydra Mac skid steer, you know they could only lift like six sheets of plywood, <laughs> you know so there we are, you know, running around the job site, six sheets of plywood, you know we're getting stuff done, you know, and, yeah, you know, you go to a big commercial site and you know you got
0: fifty foot telehandlers, you know, it's like, wow, we were really <laughs> so What do you think was their limiting? Because I think this is an interesting topic. Like my dad was limiting not many employees, wouldn't buy new equipment all the time, ran old Chevy pickups. Um now we're now we're running like you saw the other side of the world of the commercial world, like hey we got the tools we need. We can do bigger things. Yeah. It's yeah. more efficient. Um where do you think dad and And Grandpa Bill maybe got it wrong, compared to like where your like our vision comes from.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say they got it wrong. I just feel like they just kind of they were they were good with where they were at. You know, they didn't feel the need to you know go any further. You know, them two, it was my dad, my grandpa, and one other guy. Possibly sometimes they would drive down to the mission, and my grandpa would wave a fifty out the window. Hey, I need help hauling sheetrock in, and I remember this like. You know, it was yesterday I would be in the pastor's seat. I was this little kid, and we go to the mission to pick up these strangers to haul in sheetrock. Like, it blew my mind. You know, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like, these guys are, these guys are rough. And my grandpa would always joke with them, yeah, every bank corner or smash corner, he's, I'm taking, I'm taking a quarter off or something, you know. (laughs) So they actually did a good job. Oh, yeah. That's
0: awesome. So what do you, why do you think they never grew? What was their belief? Was it like, I always remember my dad telling me, like, you're just buying, you're just getting into more problems. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they thought
1: that. I I know my grandpa and my dad, way back in the day, it was Zeman Construction, and I don't know the whole story on that, but, you know, I feel like, they, you know, they ran into some, you know, business problems, right? You know, so I think, you know, moving forward from that, they just decided to keep it small and, you know, do certain things and not try and, you know,
0: they're their best worker.
1: Yeah, they only yep. know how
0: to do it themselves. They know when the they're past. gonna be at work. They know when they're not gonna be at work. You know that kind of thing. I, I uh, was telling Hunter this, but I said <laughs> I remember the first time my dad finally gave me the bull float in the concrete world of things. So that'd be like maybe like you getting the framing nailer. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know maybe. what I mean? Like, yeah, he would not let me use that bull float.
1: We can go back to concrete too. I mean, my dad would. You know, he would. You know, he would edge everything and. One day he like he'd had me the edger and like I just remember like i'm I'm gonna screw this up like <laughs> you know I'm doing like a foot you know and he's out he's around the whole thing you know and done,
0: yeah yeah oh yeah, my dad yeah. too and and he would he would literally walk every inch of mine re-edge mine just to piss me off i think
1: oh your, your dad would jump in and 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 do it for you instead of showing you how to do I'd it say it's low
0: yeah man. I mean, it didn't yeah. work out um drove me freaking nuts yeah. because he he was what I'm kind of getting at is that like they are almost their worst enemy because they almost feel like they need to do it all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, where millennials kind of like ourselves are willing to dele- delegate. Yeah.
1: That's, that's uh-huh. a big one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you got to, <laughs> and, and I think with scaling, they viewed more problems because they just said, okay, if they had added 10 guys to their crew, they felt like they would need to do exactly what our dads did to us. Yeah. Watch everything. Yeah. Babysit everybody. And, push them out of the way when they're doing things wrong and do it themselves. Right. And never allow them yeah. to grow. So I think, I think the opportunity, how we think different is that our dads were small minded. That's where we came from though. That's what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were willing to grow and adapt and, and grow ourselves by delegating. Um, we talked about processes and systems cause that's a big thing this year for us. It's like, as we scale and keep growing more people, we want everyone to do things similar. Or it's the same if possible right, yeah, because yeah. then everyone knows like the expectation and like there's no mysteries. Everyone's doing it like this. Yeah. Um. Another project manager is running the same as Cody is or whatever. Um. <clears throat> and I don't think, I think Bill and your dad probably had systems, but they were built in their head. Right. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I can, when we were building my house and,
1: you know, they, they put floor sheeting on upside down and they they hammered in backwards or whatever and I was like it blew my mind I'm like I've never done it that way right oh gotcha. <laughs> you know but I just I I went with it because you know that's what they do that's what they're used to so they did it that way so that's what we did well you know me I'd just go put the sheet on myself Well, they had you know them to hold, hold the sheet and bring it up there and then they hammered in you know but that's how they did it so I you know I, I stood out on the sideline <laughs> did they
0: let you innovate at all imagine uh, you find e- easier ways to do things. Oh, like, yeah. I always found easier ways to do my things. Uh, my dad's like, no. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. kind of the same thing. They're like, no, that's how we do things,
1: right? You know, so. so.
0: so it's their system. Yeah. It's yeah. their system. So whether Works they that. like it or not, they yep. had a system. Yeah, yep. They weren't willing to document them <laughs> and show them to you. <laughs> right. Well, they would, you know, some things they would show, like, hey, we got tricks for this, you know, just random little things, you know. Yeah, and in the field, I, you know, I suppose you got something. You can't write a system for everything, but, like as you scale and you manage projects and you do bigger things, it's like you really, we, we could tell why we needed systems in in Mac. It was just like, everyone kind of wants to do their own thing. Um, you know, you just find that out and that's like, and then when you hire people, it's like, it's really apparent that like now they want to do it their way. And it's like, or yeah, or they're looking at you
1: like, how do we do this? And you're like, oh shit, I don't really know. Like now I have to show you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Right. How do I show you that? Right. You know, and instead of, like, solving every problem, now we just write them out on paper. Hunter does that for us. Yeah. Right. And can provide a new person. This is exactly how we do it. And this is how we like it to done. And this is when we would like it done. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's a big Because there's timings of everything. I yeah. know uh, your wife seconds as a uh, – we have we have Zeman, the PA, yeah, uh, yeah. Hunter Zeman, the PA. Yeah. And then we have Larissa Zeman, the controller, Cody Zeman. Project manager, the project manager, and there's a couple others. Ta- yeah, Tyler Zeman, my cousin,
1: um, superintendent, me, superintendent, Underneath and then you. Tyler's dad, who's my uncle, Randy, um, the other superintendent. He comes with many, many years of experience, you know. But you know, we we like to keep the Zeemans uh, in check on
0: here. So <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of checks going on. <laughs> um, so uh, can you work with family? Let, let's talk about that for a second. Um, your wife's the controller, so affects your budgets. I imagine uh, talks to you about budgeting. Oh, which she yeah. does me. Yeah. Um, Hunter, he's your right hand man
1: as yeah, far as people. Yeah, he's he's right hand guy. If I need something. Right away, and I'm not here. You know, he'll he'll jump on it for me or whatever. You know, or send out subcontracts stuff like that. Yeah,
0: kind of a communication specialist really for Mac. Yeah, yeah. Between songs, everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's where we like to keep him too. (laughs) Right, Um, but he started out pushing a broom. Yeah, wrong person, wrong seats. Yeah, it's kind of neat to watch him grow. Yeah, and into a role he can thrive. Um, and then you have Tyler and Randy Zeman. Both of them are mm-hmm. underneath you as superintendents. Yeah, they work
1: directly underneath me. Um, Tyler and Randy have worked together for many years, you know, at CE, um, um, community Some contractors, contractors. Yeah. And Randy even had his own, you know, framing company, which I actually worked at for a little bit too. But of course um, you did. T- yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: You're a flip flopper. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like to jump around a little bit. wherever the jumper. money's at?
0: Geez, you've been here for a while. So I you was actually. You, you're was probably at,
1: jumping soon. Yeah, I was actually with Randy framing houses for Thompson Homes and uh, some of the bigger home builders in Fargo, and that's when the Mac position opened up. And I remember the day I told him, "Hey, I got this job opportunity. I think I'm going to take it." Randy didn't talk to me for like two months. Oh. He just gave me the cold shoulder. Yeah. That's because <laughs> you know? he's a baby. My dad, oh, yeah. my dad gets
0: stubborn too. Yeah, save they Yeah, they're, they're like, stubborn. Yeah. But you know now that now he works with me so I mean so how do you work with family or like how do my wife works in my our business too um but that's that's kind of where it ends <laughs> yeah For you, you I got mean, you the got wife almost... thing
1: is a little different you know your cousin that's like your best friend growing up right you know so that's pretty easy you know he's okay he knows what you know if we need help and you know, i I've worked with him on site you know framing houses so like I know what he can do he knows what I can do you know we can we can hammer stuff out if need be but the wife saying that was a little curveball. I remember you guys asking me like, "Is this gonna be okay?" And I'm like, "I guess I don't
0: know. <laughs> I've never, you know, I've never had this opportunity, right?" Yeah. <laughs> um. So how do you how do you deal with that? At like, 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 let's just say all these guys, all these family members. Really, you you see them at Thanksgiving and like all that stuff. Like how like a personal level versus a business level. Do you guys have a do you guys have a way you you treat that or like when you talk to family members or uh, because you 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 definitely want the separation. Um, my wife and I can do it pretty well. Yeah, I think. Um, you, but it does come home regardless. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's I like mean, and and how do you how do you how do you deal with some of that? I mean, you've dealt with it now. I
1: would say it's more so, yeah, maybe maybe with the wife versus you know Randy or Tyler or even Hunter. You know, they you know men versus women thing. You know, they don't I, they don't hold things no grudges. Hold the grudges as, as long as you know maybe women do. No offense, Jen
0: yeah Jen's the only one in the room, so, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, but this is probably gonna go live, but any yeah. women, it seems like the grudge match gets held a little longer than it needs to, right, yeah, I mean the
1: wife I think it's it's more about the balance than anything like if if I know my wife's in a bad mood, I might just avoid the office for for the day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you maybe are prepped when you leave the house, yeah, I try to have make sure my wife's Whatever she needs for work is done. Like, I, that's one of my first priorities, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, she's on my ass at work and at home, which I don't oh, want. Oh, God. You know? So, um, so, so how do you flex that on a bad day you avoid? Bad days, void. avoid, the, avoid the situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, avoid. maybe not the best course of action, but it seems to work out, I think.
0: Well, you know, sometimes space is the best mediator for everyone. um Yeah, I think so. Um, my wife same way i can give her some space she just wants the space
1: yeah i'll just maybe poke in the office and be like what are you doing for lunch like you want to go get lunch you know stuff like that i won't try to out her all day you know and yeah i'll you know, just be in her be
0: in her bubble she yeah yeah that, you know so gotcha so you you ask it's the polite and you're out yeah <laughs> no okay i'm lunch? gone yeah oh see you later yeah, gotcha um yeah, but my wife and I—it's just like all these businesses, different problems, different situations, all these. Situations, oh yeah, right. It's like, um, we'll catch ourselves venting about it. I think that's <laughs> yeah. more or less. Yeah, me.
1: I mean, it's the venting—the venting at home. I think there's a lot of that. You know? Yeah, um, you get to talk about stuff you probably couldn't talk about at work, right? You know, so that I think that helps a lot. You know,
0: yeah, having somebody
1: to talk to you about Sounds things, good. and then you can relate, you know, because you're in it with her, you know, so.
0: Right, it's yeah. a it's a sounding board, um, but I think do we balance? You know, I I honestly don't like the concept of work life balance because it's it's like it could be noon and my daughter has something going on. I'm gonna go watch it. I might be still working or doing business oh, yeah. or whatever. You got it your takes. on you, right? You know, yeah. You're, it's you're like still
1: sending emails or something, but you're 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 there, right?
0: Yeah. People are like, oh, nine to five, shut it all off. It's like, mm, yeah, you can't do that in the project management. Well, at all. I owning businesses like oh yeah, you probably never
1: shut off. You sent me like, that text last night at ten. <laughs> so
0: I'm always thinking how I have my best ideas. I'm the most creative when I get the most free time. Oh yeah. So when I get the most free time, then I'm coming up with weird shit, probably like you know. Um, but it's it it's it's so important <laughs> for me to have free time to think. Um, and and I come up with my best ideas then, you know, or whatever. Um, and I educate myself con- constantly, you know, um, but yeah, like we're going to Florida next week. You, I, I can't just shut it all off, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I, I like to be known uh, to do it. Can I shut it off to a point for sure? Yeah. Right. Like I'm unavailable or don't call me unless you need me or, or send yeah, me an you, email. Or you
1: just delegate it to that first person that, yeah. you know, can handle the situation.
0: Yeah, but I still spend an hour a day, look at the emails quickly and the social media, whatever I need to one hour a day on vacation. I look at it. I respond to what I need. And I know people like respect the time, but it's like. If they can get the answer for me in two seconds. Right. Yeah. I'm available. Right. Like hit me with a text. Uh, I, I don't know. And I wouldn't call that perfect work. Like people are like, no, only work nine to five. And then I'm home with my kids doing whatever my kids want to do completely respect that, right I just think in a situation where you're a business or an entrepreneur or a project manager or whoever you are, I would say that doesn't apply to the ninety percent living out
1: there, yeah multitasking balance <laughs> yeah. that's basically what it is you're multitasking you know you're doing what the kids want to do, but at the same time you're you're yeah. still getting things done
0: yeah i um and 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 sometimes I'll just introduce my kids into the situation yeah uh, yeah yeah, um. And they can learn from that. And and I, I'm good with it. And my family's good with it. My wife yells at me sometimes because I do it. Um, she needs to understand what I do versus what she does, but she's supportive for most of it. Um, so I think it's important. But yeah, working with family can be difficult. The work-life balance, like I said, I'm not a huge believer that it's a perfect um, crispy line where I block focus nine to five to work and then it's just home. I just try to win in every situation if my kids are events or during the day no matter if yours I would never tell you to not go to your son's ball game at three o'clock right yeah you know what your situation is you know what you're responsible for yep I respect that as you you respect what I need to do let's just get our shit done and 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 not
1: balance it perfectly yeah I'd say that's one of the biggest things i would noticed you know coming to Mac you know it's pretty I wouldn't say it's like you know, free reign, but, you know, as long as you get your stuff done,
0: it's, it's whatever. Yeah. The expectations of what we do. I, I think I just like my expectations of get your shit done. Like I like that motto, um, make it happen. You know, it's like, if we all got to, like, the whole office has to leave and go help frame a freaking wall, like, maybe <laughs> oh, that's yeah. just what we need to do because it's a big customer and it that, affects everybody. That would make Mike Mike's day, I think, if we had to all go on the field. He, yeah. he would love it. Yeah, Mike would <laughs> that. But, I mean, like, no different on a concrete pour, no different on a whatever it is. We're going to do whatever it takes to get our customer the best project that they, we can and provide them the most value. And, and like I said, if you're going to build anything, odb1 you would work with um our whole team from pre-construction to final turning the keys over our goal is to get um and there's bumps along the road we're learning right but we are s- simply refining our processes to give the best product that you can get at the end on the timeline you want and and um covid's help you know there's all these situations we we can use them as excuses we can but it's like a true thing it's all out there i right, mean it's right. it's affecting everyone in every market and and it's what we talk about we you know if we can get faster and better and and cheaper and provide more value than the next guy um you know that's really what our that's our gold standard of what we yeah i'd
1: do. say you know building relationships too i think that's a big one I mean, I, a lot of our yeah. customers are repeat you know i think it's yeah. like working with us you know because the way we do things and Right type of guys we are you know we
0: can yeah we adapt to the customer oh, yeah i yeah. mean we have to and <laughs> and the relationship points like it's a big factor for us when the customer comes back to us and we're like yeah you know what we'd rather you do it you weren't even the lowest bidder <laughs> right yeah. okay yeah. well that's a win right? um you know hey maybe we were not apples to apples or let's look at this maybe we can find the value maybe we'd be less um and uh in a lot of situations we provide value we think um, it, it's what our customers think as well that we can provide more value at a cost, the most cost-effective approach. So, um, Cody, any any last words of what what it, it, if someone wanted to be a project manager, or you know, kind of how the Mac works, and and what how you kind of been successful? I guess. Yeah, I'd say if if you want to go for it, if you're in the framing world
1: or you know you're heavy in the doing of construction, just go for it. You know, there's always a need for the the guy out in the field, so you can always fall back on that if things don't work out. Yeah. Thirty, forty dollars an
0: hour, like yeah, right?
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We could dream of that five years ago. Yeah. That so, that was my thing. You know, I, I always said I could always go back to being a framer if I needed to, but yeah. Luckily it's it's worked out anyway. So
0: the short term money would be there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And and it would be fruitful, but the long term effects wouldn't be as it's great. Yeah, is just like
1: good, you're, you know? you're 60, you know, yeah. framing houses like that's got to be pretty tough on you, you know. So
0: that's well, that's the way I looked at it, right? Yeah, you're investing in your career. You're yeah. investing in you. You're investing in you, your career and and the skills. You're improving your skills to be more valuable in the future. Than going to frame, you can only be as valuable as the best framer, you know. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, if you have any, if you want to find Cody, where would we find you? LinkedIn is that or where? Where, yeah, I'm on. I'm on
1: LinkedIn. I don't. I don't think I'm the most savvy at LinkedIn, but yeah, I'm. I'm on there. Construction guy thing. Yeah.
0: So I mean, or my email's on the website. I think you know. Yeah. If you have questions on like how commercial projects work, um, how to manage them, find Cody on LinkedIn. I'm sure you can hit him with a message. He would definitely help provide you some value. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. We're all learning here. I'm learning in my position. Cody's learning in his position. It's continual. Um, all we do is try to be, you know, 1% better than the day before. And if we feel like we can do that, we feel like we can have success in the future for our customers, our subs, everyone that works with us. They love working for us. Um, and that shows something for us. That's really what we want to build here. So Cody, appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, appreciate you. Um, Keep killing it. We'll, uh, we'll hit up a follow-up to this, uh, probably later this year, but, um, thank you all for joining us and, uh, we'll see you in the next one.